Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're going to be coming to the end of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 today, starting at verse 5. And God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom, for which you are suffering. In his justice, he will pay back those who persecute you. And God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted, and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. When he comes on that day, he will receive glory from his holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed when we told you about him. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live, and you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord, Jesus Christ. We again see what we have studied before in other books, the fact that God is able to use all things to continue to further his kingdom. And that includes the persecution that Paul is talking about that the Thessalonians are dealing with because they follow Jesus. It calls us back to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that God is able to use all things for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Now, the question then that rises to our mind, or it ought to anyway, is how does God use something like persecution to his benefit? What are the ways that we see his will being accomplished in and through something that otherwise we would consider a setback? Well, we see again the instructions from Jesus that as we follow him, we are instructed to turn the other cheek, that and the Beatitudes, we are reminded that we are blessed when we are persecuted. We can look at that again and other instances of persecution and suffering and instructions to love our neighbor as ourselves, even when there's persecution in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We also recognize here that when believers are persecuted, that they are being persecuted just like Jesus was. In chapter 15, verse 20, we see Jesus teaching the disciples that this will happen just as he was persecuted, so they will be persecuted as well. We also see that God's will and grace is being demonstrated in how believers respond to that persecution. Again, we look and see that they are dependent on the fact that God sees everything, that God knows everything that is going on, and we are dependent that God will distribute that justice, that it is not on us to make things right, but we trust that God will deliver us when Jesus returns. And again, that assurance is given in the verses we're looking at today. In light of that assurance, Paul gives us that hope and the promise of rest and relief from the persecution that is going to take place. And the Greek word here is anasis, and that includes the meaning of rest and relief, but also tranquility, really strongly suggesting and pointing us to the fact that proper relief from persecution will come when Jesus returns and not beforehand. So if you are alive today, and if you are a follower of Jesus, 
expect persecution. And that will continue until the day that you see Jesus return or when you see him again when you pass away. Now, what is the purpose of Jesus' return? Paul again focuses very much on this in this book as he writes to the Thessalonians again. The focus is not on those who are going to be rescued and spared judgment. The focus of Jesus' return is not on the people of God, but on Jesus himself. It's important to remind yourself of this, especially when you read books like Revelation and Daniel, books that deal with judgment regarding sin. The purpose is not to focus on those who are being persecuted or those who are going through judgment or those who are suffering, but the focus is on Jesus. And we look forward to God uniting us with him when that day comes finally and totally and completely. The focus is on Jesus, and we see that that focus is worshipful. In the meantime, until he comes again, or until we see him again, endure in your faith. Paul says this phrase in the verses we're looking at today, that we ought to live in a way that is worthy of his call. Now, as he says that, that puts us into a position where we have to go over a couple of theological hurdles to understand what he means. What does it mean to live in a way that honors uh, and is worthy of his call? Well, we recognize here immediately that sin makes us unworthy, that anything that we try to do on our own makes us realize the amount of sin that is in our life and the sin that impacts us on a daily basis. Also here, we have to dodge the fact that Paul seems to be hinting at a sense of moralism. In other words, that we ought to be good enough in order for God to love us. And that is not what he is saying because it contradicts everything else that we've ever studied as he writes. Paul is not contradicting himself or the rest of his teaching. Instead, what he is telling the Thessalonians to do is that you ought to live in your justification. That is, Jesus died on the cross for your sin. And as you believe in him, you are justified that as you believe in him, he gives you his righteousness, making you worthy. God views you as though you had never sinned because of what Jesus has done for you on the cross. So live in the peace that that justification brings, that God declares you righteous and worthy because Jesus has given you that righteousness and worthiness. It also means here that you ought to live out your sanctification. That means that when the opportunity arises and presents themselves, that you act according to the grace that has been given to you by Jesus, that you live your faith out as opportunity arises. And those opportunities are abundant and they happen on a regular basis. So our takeaway question to consider today, how has the Holy Spirit been prompting you recently to live out your faith? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at e underscore pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.